Hello, this is Matt Barbie with Time for Success, Business Owner Dad's Addiction. Addiction, not addiction. Hopefully it's your addiction, your new addiction, your healthy addiction. Yeah. And I'm here with <laughs> Chris Lay, a man of, of many talents and many, many initiatives, but uh, we in St. Louis know him as one of the, the co-founders of ICAG. I know a guy slash gal, uh, which is a phenomenal referral Facebook group. And, and more, and, and even a networking group, and it's really growing. But Chris, tell me, tell us a little bit more about uh, who you are and what you do. Oh, so well, the audience knows these this things. This ought to be good. Yes. And, and the whole like parenting thing, can you tie that in? <laughs> we're going to just gonna, sum it up for me, real we're quick. We're going to talk about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my, my bride, Deanna, yes, uh, I, I started the uh, I Know a Guy slash Gal Facebook group back in February. It's grown and quickly since February. It has yeah. grown uh, quickly. How many members? 6,400 and growing. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, usually about uh, 30 amazing. to 40 requests a day. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So, yeah, continues to grow. And uh, from that, it's spun off the ICAG Connect weekly networking meetings yeah. that we're, we're running now. We have four yeah. of those, and we have three more getting ready to launch in January. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, our, our hashtag, our little motto, if you want to call it that, is uh, hashtag together is amazing. Yes, that's a good one. That's and a good one. yeah, we enjoy it. I, it really does kind of wrap together the philosophy that we have, the, a philosophy of abundance, opportunity for everyone, that we can all coexist, we can help each other out, and we can grow from from learning about and being together. Right. So, that's uh, a great message. Yeah, it is a great, and, and you know, it's something that I think that we've lived by for a long time, but it manifested itself really well during the uh, the growth of ICAG and, yeah. and seeing that become what it is today. Yeah. So uh, I have three adult children um, and one grand, uh, one new grandbaby. Congratulations. She's uh, seven weeks old today. Wow. Yeah. Wow, seven weeks. Yeah, how many weeks old are you, Matt? Um, okay. All right. More it's than mathy. seven, less than a million. <laughs> <laughs> it's very mathy. It's too early for math. Right, right. But uh, that that's led us to an interesting phase in life. Obviously, right. with adult children, you know, you uh, hope that you've done your best with them, and yeah. uh, you've either built them up or screwed them up, and you don't really know that until they manifest who they are. Right, right. But uh, with the grandbaby, it it really changes your perspective yeah. on on not necessarily what I would call the parenting, but um, the ability to be close and be with them and, and right. I you know I'm super excited her name is Aria she is gorgeous beautiful name beautiful um name. and I'm not just saying that there's a lot of ugly babies so I'm going right. to really yeah, that's, that's fair alien she babies is not whatnot. one of those yeah. so yeah. we have that going for us which is nice but um I've uh, I'm very excited about being close to her being with yeah. her um and I've taken a lot of that that excitement, I guess, that's built up in me from hearing other people who had really close relationships with their grandparents, and how that having that generational parenting, if we want to call it that, yeah. where they yeah. had that opportunity to learn not only from their parents but from their grandparents and and spend that time uh, was very meaningful for them. Right. So I'm looking forward to being that guy to that girl. Oh yeah, yeah. that's phenomenal. Yeah, because it's a different type of relationship I mean, right. in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, you spoil them and send them home, basically. Well, right? exactly. <laughs> but hopefully, I mean, during that time frame, you 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 maybe show them some of the things that they're not going to be exposed to in their world. I mean, again, when we think about where we're at today, let's right. just 
let's think about where we're at today as All to right. where we were in Honor. 19, uh, you know, 1990, 1986 yeah. when I graduated from high school. The world has changed so dramatically. Exactly. And with that being said, there are things that we experienced when we were younger. Um, and I know you're quite a bit younger than I am. A little bit. Thank goodness for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are things that we experienced when we were younger that are, are not necessarily experiences that kids are exposed to today. Right, right. For like, a variety like, of reasons. Like whenever you have a call, you have to like make yeah, a Yeah, that whole dial thing. Your number. And if somebody had like a bunch of nines in their number, you just didn't even call them. Right. It's like, like too much no, mm-mm, yeah. too much work. Yeah, too much work. <laughs> uh, but... To be able to share that generational aspect is really what I'm looking forward to. So right. I have dedicated that uh, as she when she gets a little bit older, she can't quite do it now. But right. uh, every Thursday is going to be Papa Aria Day. Oh, that's awesome! And I'm just gonna go over and grab her, and we're gonna spend Thursdays together. Yep. And just looking at like old photos. Yeah. And, just and dialing uh, phones. Whatever it takes. Dial phones. Walks <laughs> in the woods. Go to the zoo. Um, right. Right, take some yeah. Polaroids. Lots of Polaroids. Yeah. Maybe a Kodachrome. Does it? Oh, oh okay. There yeah, you go. now we're going back. Yeah. 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 We'll listen to some <laughs> LPs. Kids, believe it or not, <laughs> there was a time where music was on plastic uh, that went around in a circle and right. you could change the speeds. Right. Um, and if you wanted to uh, make uh, the musicians sound like the chipmunks, you could. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and even if you played them backwards, uh, you'd hear uh, sinister sounds. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. Remember those days? Yes. 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 Uh, but, uh, you know, to, to experience some of that stuff with her, to try to bring her back to, you know, my my world so that she yeah. has a more broad idea of what that was like. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of a cool idea that right. I'm able to share some of those memories and things that I experienced so that she hopefully will be a little bit more well-rounded Yeah. in, in those things. Well, I, I love it, too, because, you know, grandparents, they want to spend time with kids but sometimes it's kind of like well what do you do what do you talk about like they're not going to connect but if you actually you know they're not going to connect with the old things maybe or something like that you know but it kind of gives you it it takes that 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 weakness if you will of you know well their world nowadays is so much different than what mine was but it actually kind of makes it a a strength it it gives you Mm -hmm. kind of a focus of like hey you know it's kind of your 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 job to kind of teach them you know, be an additional teacher of kind of history and the way things right. were and help them to understand what really life's about. Because, you know, we, we think that life's, I mean, kids kind of grow up thinking that life's about the social media and, and all that, right. but it's, you know, and you get lost in all that. Well, and, and to speak to that point, um, I think we can both agree that social media, although a good thing, has right, also right. been... Uh, a a product of distancing people. Yeah. You know, whereas it was designed to bring people together, it was designed yeah. to create opportunities. We know that, you know, the, the social media myth that life is always good, everything's perfect. Right. You know, right. there's that comparison mentality of things. Right. Um, the, the art of conversation has gone way down. Right. Um, and the ability to spend time with, someone who is not my child but is obviously loved by me and have those conversations and converse and and maybe give her the opportunity to to have that in her life is exciting to me yeah you know i think back of when our kids were little and i know this might sound weird to some parents but when our kids were little you know um if we were at a restaurant and maybe their meal wasn't right um it wasn't my responsibility to tell the waiter or waitress 
server. Sorry. Right, uh, right. Yeah, got to be uh, more clear on that. Right. That, uh, that it was wrong. We put it the ownership on the child. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the reasons we did that is they have to be able to express themselves in a positive way. You don't right. have to be a jerk. But you have to be able to express yourself even in a positive way to somebody and say, hey, I'm sorry, this is incorrect, and this is what I asked for. Right. Uh, and I know that sounds strange, maybe even minimalistic. Yeah. But it was all part of the whole, you are an adult, even though you're not an adult. Right. You know, right. Be able to speak to someone with respect and and care about what's going on with your world and get that in return, hopefully. Right. And really what it did for our kids was it gave them no fear to be able to speak to adults. Uh, I know that there are a lot of children that don't speak to adults. They don't have a conversation with adults. They, you know, they only stay with their peer group. And I think that's because their parents had sheltered them so much from just the simplest conversations. Right. It's that whole helicopter mom and dad, and uh, I'm going to take care of you little one. And don't you worry about it. I'll take care right. of everything that doesn't enable those children to be able to have the simplest of conversations. Right. Right. And, yeah. Uh, to have a healthy respect for adults is definitely something that we taught our children. But at the same time, uh, you know, you you have the ability to speak to them. You don't have to be afraid to have that conversation. Right. And I'm not saying talk to strangers. Let's not. We don't want phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, in a in an opportunity to have a, a conversation with an adult, my children can do that. Yeah. Which is not necessarily something I come across very often in their generation. Yeah, I you know I got to say even my uh, you know my 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 thirteen year old she's she's a wonderful girl and I love her and but she's she's a little bit on the shyer side, so whenever we go out it can be hard for her to even order her own food but you know I try to encourage her and yeah uh, you know to to do that I I know she was really tired after a, the soccer game and we went out for ice cream. And she's like, can can you just can you just order for me for me? And I'm like, all right, well, you know, well, that's, that's I, I get, obviously you know, circumstantial, I'll, right, right. But you know, you know typically, it's like, oh, come on, you 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 can do it. <laughs> but uh, it's funny that you bring up like this. If something's not right, I was just uh, out for dinner last night, and uh, they accidentally put like an extra salad on my my ticket, you know, and and yeah, I mean, you could be like, uh, that's not right. You need to fix it. Which you know, I've I've heard people kind of oh, yeah. go that route or. I mean, I've I've even got a friend who uh, you know you know have a family member who every time they would go to a restaurant, they would always try to complain about something mm. to get ah. something for free. Love you, those people, even if it was the littlest thing. <laughs> and I guess that's you know one method of of uh, you know watching your budget. Yeah, um, budget but <laughs> but uh, you know it's like hey, uh, um, I I didn't order the salad. Would you mind taking that off of there? And it's like oh yeah, sure. But I mean it it. it yeah, I could have caught it a couple of different ways. Sure. And, but I understand busy, big group, eating dinner. So I love that. So, Well, you know, my mom had a philosophy and my dad, well, mom and dad. Yeah. Um, you could tell a tremendous amount by a person about how they treat servers. Right. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I've, I've instilled that in my children to say, look, you know, uh, you may think the person is absolutely wonderful. Then you go out to dinner with them and you see how they treat someone who's in a service industry. Yeah. And they treat them really poorly. Right. Um, that's very indicative to their character. It truly is. It, yeah, 100%. And that may not be the person that you want to associate with, do business with, because yeah. ultimately that, that person is going to turn that same type of ire on you. Right. 
if you're in a relationship of some right. sort. So it's a great litmus test to see the true character of how someone acts in 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 their, I guess, entitlement world. Right? Was it was it Henry Ford that they say would always take uh, you know prospective employee yes or leadership team out to dinner yes. even if you put salt on your meal before tasting it right he would basically write you off right like, no no because that was too impulsive you know so it, it's it's interesting that there's different ways that you can tell but i love that that server aspect of it uh because it, it, even for for folks that that i work with you know and, and we we celebrate wins with the whole team yeah it can be as easy it can be easy to forget the janitor right right or the secretary, or the administrative assistant, and exactly because um, you know sometimes maybe they weren't directly involved in a big sale or something like that, but but they're still part of the team, right? And that's uh, <laughs> funny you say that because I was I was at a banquet one time where this guy yeah. was rattling off all the people that he thanked, and he never thanked his assistant. Oh my god! And uh, you know the whole time I'm thinking, when's he going to say her name? Right. Because I know for a fact. I mean, I knew her, and I knew how he ran his business, and I I knew that without her. He was dead in the water, and right. it's funny because shortly after that event, she left. Wow! Yeah, wow. And I don't know if that was a catalyst for that, but it it definitely spoke to the fact that she felt undervalued. And of I think course. That that's of course. you know, in in all that we do, we want to feel like we're providing value and that we are valued, right? And uh, that was a uh, that was very indicative of the way he thought. Yeah, you know, you know, the people he was thanking were the people that were purely the ones that he immediately thought would benefit him more, right? As opposed right. to the person who was benefiting him the most, right? Interesting. Right. I just want to say thank you to my wife out there. Just, hey, she's, exactly. She's awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the subject, right. honey, yeah. I love you. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, no, but. Um, what I love about what you're talking about there is, is kind of a, a secret to success. And I'd love to hear more about how you define success and so we can get in that moment. But yeah. kind of a secret to success for you is basically, you know, how you how you value people yes. and in in personal relationships and family, teaching your family those 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 values and then uh, in your business as well. So so obviously that that's probably a part of kind of how you define success, but how how do you and your family <laughs> define that? You know, it's um I think success is a personal evaluation. Yeah. And I think that oftentimes when we're comparative with success, we end up in a situation of a lack of abundance mentality. That's that's good. Yeah. And if you go around all day long saying, how does that jerk have everything and I don't, guess what you're going to have? Nothing. Right. Because you're very concerned and focused on what that person has as opposed to what you don't have. Right. Um, right. And even in success, it, it can be very easy for someone to say, my success should be based upon what that person has attained or what that person has attained. Yeah. And setting somebody up for that is is actually a recipe to me for failure. Mm -hmm. What is success? I mean, what is success? I mean, I really ask that question to myself quite often. Sure. Um, for me, it really does come down to relationships. Yeah, that's good. I, I don't believe that at any point when I'm on my deathbed, am I going to sit there and say, well, I'm so glad I have all this money. Yeah. Um, it's not that I don't believe money is good. Money does great things. Money's not the root of all evil. It's how you handle it and what right. you think of it. I mean, let's just be real about money. Um, 
the people that say money is the root of all evil typically don't have any. Right, right. And, and they probably never will because they probably they put never will. a very negative they've, energy, they've, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. They've pushed it into a bad place. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I also don't hold to the whole uh, mentality of the 80s, which I grew up in, which is whoever dies with the most toys wins. Right. Um, right. What I'd love to be able to do is know that my success is based upon relationships and experiences. That's good. Um, and experiences within those relationships. Yeah. Um, I recently had a conversation with someone who's going through a very rough time. And this person and I met, um, I want to say just about a year ago. And while our, our relationship from a, a depth perspective is not super deep, yeah, I, I can definitely understand what they're going through. Yeah. And I've been through it myself. Um, and as opposed to, I mean, I got an email from this person saying, hey, I need to change this and do this. And as opposed to just responding to that email, I made that phone call. Yeah. And said, look, you know, uh, regardless of what you're going through, and I know it, it sucks. Yeah. I, I know it's not good. I've been there myself. Um, we're here for you. We're going to be here for you. And it's right. not just empty words from for me to say, if there's anything you need, please reach out. Right. Because that's one of the things about having a broad wealth of relationships. If there is anything that person needs, I know I can reach out to my relationships if I can't facilitate the help that they need. Right. And I wouldn't have that if I isolated myself and didn't see the value in other people and only saw value in what I do. Right. So right. we talked about, and value does come back to the equation a lot for me. Um, I firmly believe that I can learn from absolutely everybody I encounter. And I believe that everybody has a value. Yeah. And I, and with that being said, you can learn both good and bad things. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but you are, if you're always a constant learner and a, and a giver um, yeah. and an understander that people have value, Right, you uh, you come from a place of of worth. You come from a place of wealth. You yeah. come from a place of abundance, and you come from a place of love. That's good. And if I can love people wherever they're at, not casting my uh, net over them, but just loving them where they're at, yeah, I can see the value in them. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. It does. Um, you know, I was actually just at this networking event. Uh, there was somebody who was, was talking and, and, um, you know, they were kind of talking about some of the things that, that, that I do as well or whatever. And, and kind of afterwards I was talking to another gentleman there and, um, and we got to, to, to kind of talking about some of the business stuff, but I had known from the previous month of, of discussing some things with him that really he was kind of going through some more spiritual things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was just talking to him. I'm like, Hey man, I put, all that other stuff aside, because I know you're going through these other spiritual things. Like, you know, and, and I was just kind of trying to, to talk with him and say, Hey, you know, I'd be there for you. You know, Hey, if you, even if you, if, cause he hasn't ever, or hasn't for a long time, like been to a church or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, but it is something that's important to him and growing in importance. I'm like, man, if, if you need somebody just to go to a church with you, cause he's, you know, a single guy, I'm like, I, I'd be happy to do that. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, let, let's, let's figure it out. Cause I know that that you you know you're, you're trying to get to a better place, and yeah, I mean just just loving on people and trying to take care of them where they're at, you know, you, you can't worry about all the other stuff, all the other stuff. Just just like the principle of the show that 
that uh, really, if you if you really focus on the the principles of success, and one of them being you know bringing value and right. loving on other people and taking care of other people, other things fall into place. Yeah, how can that be wrong? How can that right. be bad? Right. I mean, if you're coming from a place of love and understanding and caring, right. you can't possibly manifest bad things. I don't and I'm not so. trying to get or into I mean, the whole world of yeah. good and bad and yeah. pure, you know, uh, uh, evil and all right, that. Right, right, exactly. What, what I'm really saying is it's very it's very impossible for me to treat someone poorly if I'm my goal is to treat them well. Right, right. Actually, uh, last night again, uh, somebody stood up and was talking about how he you knows somebody who became a judge at a very young age, about 40, um, and he asked him, you know, what was the secret? Like, how did you achieve this you yeah. know, fairly young? And the guy's like, I just, I just, I'm, I, I try to be good to people. Yeah. You know, and it, well, and, and you wouldn't necessarily even think that to be a judge, you know, to be good to people. I yeah. don't know if that necessarily flows well, logically ever, for a lot of people, but. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video of that one judge that like people come uh, up? And, yes. I can't remember his uh, name. I wish I remembered his name. Right. He's a great right. guy. But people come up with, uh, and they're, and they're in a bad place. Yes. I mean, they wouldn't be in front of a judge typically if they weren't in a bad place anyway. Right. But something circumstantial, something that maybe even they did themselves, they, they, right. you know, they're in front of this judge. And he is so kind. I mean, he still, under, you know, he understands that the law is the law. Right. But he's a very kind-hearted individual who says, you know, I'm not going to just say this is the law and this is how I should treat you and here's your minimum sentence and here's your max. He's not that kind of guy. Right. And when I see those videos, I think to myself, there's probably a lot of people that sit there and say, well, he's a lousy judge. Right. You know, because right. he's not hammering these people. Exactly. But if they were standing there and getting hammered, how would they feel? Exactly. You know? Exactly. And uh, I love that guy. I love the way he, uh, I mean, I like his philosophy on, on law. And right. Be kind to people. Right. It's amazing what you can do. Well, yeah. You know, we see so many times that judges and, and cops are kind of vilified and, yes. and whatnot. But uh, at the same time, every time you, you see one of them that are doing, you know, going out the, the, going the extra mile to be a good influence. Right. I mean, you you got to think that it it really changes the nature of people's viewpoint on that. You would it, hope. It you would hope. You yeah. would hope. But um, but I again, you know, going back to to ICAG. Yeah, let's I talk mean, about that monster. It, yeah, well, well, I love it. Uh, it's I mean, sixty four hundred <laughs> members in that group, uh, and uh, since February. Yes. And I think it was really built on that idea of how do you help other people. Get the resources that they need, the connections right. that they need. How do you and and with that abundance mentality? Because it's not like, um, it's not like you you limit it to so many people of a certain profession right. or something no. like that. It's all, hey, let's let's all get in here and and you know share your stories of people that you work with and recommendations and exactly and all that. so. Tell me a little bit more about how that even kind of de- developed in the first place. Well, it, it manifested itself uh, actually by accident. Okay. All right. <laughs> that, that is all great things. When right? Deanna started with the idea of I know guy slash gal, she had seen something similar in another market, um, but it was it was done in order to promote her clientele for the publication that she produces for uh, Clarkson Valley. Okay. Yeah. Um, and... With that being said, she created the the ICAG group to do that, to kind of promote her people. But yeah. she also invited all the people that she was networking with, the people in her tribe, right. to be in the group. Yeah. Uh, and quickly, her tribe just took over. 
And they're like, you know what? We we're inviting our people. We're inviting our people. So they so you had tribesmen inviting tribes people and tribes women, and it just grew and grew and grew because more people were saying, hey, this is a safe place for me to do what I need to do. Because Deanna had set up some pretty strong parameters, yeah, uh, of what was allowed and what wasn't, yeah, um, when we would do certain things and when we wouldn't, um, and our our role in ICAG is to facilitate, yeah, to allow it to be the the or the organic growth that it is, uh, but also to make sure that members understand there are certain rules that have to be followed, and it's right. a unique experience, right. Right. I mean, it's truly a unique experience for the user because it's unlike any other Facebook group that's out there. Yeah. Um, It's not heavy on the self-promotion because, I mean, if you go to some of those groups and it's like, I'm the greatest roofer, I'm the greatest plumber, I'm the greatest this, I'm the greatest that, nobody interacts with that. Right. But if we have some subjects that people can interact with and we have opportunity for people to self-promote properly, and then, of course, ask for those recommendations. I mean, when you ask for a recommendation on there, you get 20 or 30. Right. Um, and you see the same names popping up again and again and again and again. These are individuals that have obviously gone out and proven their value to these other individuals or they wouldn't recommend them. Right. Well, I love the, the ICAG group and the positivity and the abundance mindset that you guys bring. And, uh, you know, again, this was Chris Lay with, uh, ICAG. I know a guy, I know a gal. Also, you're right here, guy. We didn't hit upon that. Ah, well. But uh, this was Time for Success, Business Owner Dad's Edition. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.